0: Hi, Emily. Hi! Trying to get five seconds of room tone in no. this room is no. very difficult.
1: No, <laughs> no it's not.
0: <laughs> we're back. We're back. It's the uh-oh feeling. Brrr. What up? It's our May episode, episode 114, Ooh. I believe. I had Ooh. to look it up. I had 113 in my notes. I was wrong.
1: Well, you also thought the last two episodes were 113. I have thought... <laughs> holy
0: shit yeah. you're right because the last
1: episode was actually 113 yes. you thought the one before that was 113 yeah this i've been is, wrong for three in a row <laughs> this is
2: your groundhog's day yeah, yeah. <laughs> this
1: episode, we're
0: never passing episode we will never hit
1: yeah. episode 420 if we never get past episode <laughs> one thirteen.
0: and pulling a true cat yeah is our guest yes it's for the first time ever he gets mentioned on the podcast all the time. He does. <laughs> My husband, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jake. Hello. <laughs> you pulled a cat because Kat always speaks before we have a chance to uh, introduce her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Do- I,
2: I need people to to uh, shudder in utter confusion. For, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> for who the hell is that? 15 basically. seconds. It's gotta keep them right. on edge. Keep them Context guessing. is provided. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, um, well, we're happy to have you on for the first time ever. It's so exciting. I have Thank saved you. a story for you.
2: Ooh, yes. I'm very excited
0: um so okay let's let's get to our drinks yeah i
1: went to the store yesterday um alone and i literally (laughs) i went
0: she keeps emphasizing that like (laughs) no one was watching me
1: i went for turkey and wine that's literally why i walked into the store yeah
2: the two staples yeah
1: deli meats yep and wine yes <laughs> specifically box wine because I'm a cheap bitch oh hell yeah yeah it's like four bottles of it it's just me and, yeah. yeah I don't it's franzi
2: and fancy. a butterball in a yeah. jar
1: <laughs> yeah folder, folder. <laughs> folder. <laughs> and I went to the booze section and I was like oh yeah we're recording tomorrow and I was going to get the Bombay Sapphire mm-hmm. and then Orange LaCroix because TikTok says it tastes like canned peas. Which we do need to one day try. One day. But, but I'm like, I don't like Bombay. Neither and then Yeah. So I was like... I don't like
2: canned peas. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would suck for all of us. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the point. But that's drinks. the point. So I was like, oh, they have these set up on an end cap of Smirnoff, red, white, and berry. It's the color... It's blue. It it's smells the blue. like a melted popsicle. And I saw that and I'm like, this would be funny. And this isn't a $40 joke. Right. But it's then like I was like, joke. oh, yeah. Kat also brought home a Captain Cherry and Vanilla that was pretty good. So I'm going to go grab that because that's on sale still. And then I was like, oh, yeah, truly made of vodka. So it's like, <laughs> so what if I also pick that up? Oh, but then we need mixers. But then, like a twelve pack of Coke was like ten dollars at festival. So I was like, but these little ones, the little I can ones get four for twelve. And then we'd have a variety of and so options.
0: Basically, what Emily's is saying is that there is a table full of drinks yes. that we have played a bit of roulette yes uh, with to to make different cocktails. Yes, but first I think we have to try the smear. Knife. Yep, mm-hmm. this is so gross. Okay, let's go. <laughs> It tastes like a melted popsicle too.
2: Yeah, it tastes exactly like like the Freezy pop you yeah. would cut your lips on as yeah.
0: a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's the juice at the bottom that collects as you're eating the good part.
1: The other thing we did, so I did have them pick numbers. So Jake has a Coca-Cola with the Captain Cherry and Vanilla. Oh, something. Yeah, that does sound I,
2: good. I That's my favorite flavor of Coke is cherry vanilla. Oh.
1: Sorry, Nice. Yeah. So you might actually really enjoy this. You
0: have like a boozy version of your favorite. Yeah. Cola. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that is at festival. I think it's like thirteen dollars for the bottle. So definitely go check it out. Huh. Um, and then not it, sponsored, but not way. sponsored. Maybe we just like
0: booze. It's just <laughs> part
1: of it's part of it. And then uh, I have the truly strawberry lemonade. Hmm. With fresca for myself and Taylor. Which
0: actually sounds really good. And these, in contrast to the mugs, (laughs) we're drinking out of very fancy little coupe glasses and a wine glass. That does not suck. I don't hate that.
2: No, that's perfect. Is it? That is perfect. Pretty legit. Can I try? Give it a try.
1: I am not a grapefruit girl, and this makes me like it. It's good,
0: right? Oh wow. those are two distinct flavors to have had <laughs> in <within> 30 <laughs> seconds of each other. But there. still ve- that's very good. Mhm. Yes. All right. Hey, thanks for not killing us. Shall we get to we shall. the stories? We shall. Emily, you're in the hot seat right I now, am. which by default makes you first. I know. Sorry about it. We
1: worked so hard on getting the alternating <laughs> down and then, you know, Taylor got confused about episode numbers, so we just we just gave up. It's we're <laughs> we're done with it it's, it's whoever fine. sets up the mic second basically Basic, gonna be honestly yes that and
0: like you said yours is mine's very sad it's sad yeah and we I specifically
1: accept- saved this for Jake because once upon a time we were just randomly talking and I don't know if it was just like nuclear fission or something along those lines that we were chatting about and I was like I have a story. <laughs>
2: this is one of my hyperfixations, so uh-huh. I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. This is all for you. Yeah. <laughs> this entire episode, except for my story. I would have told this to anybody, but I'm glad I'm telling it to you. Right, <laughs> great, great, yeah.
1: Love you. <laughs> Let's talk about radioactive contamination. What is that? Thank you for asking. I didn't ask, but radioactive all right. contamination is the presence of radioactive substances on or in surfaces, solids, liquids, or gases. That includes the human body. Yes. Where we, they are not wanted and are usually harmful. Yeah, we've had some talk of this from our stories, yeah. We have. Um, but a lot of our talk about it has been around like nuclear explosions yes. or like meltdowns. This uh. isn't that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go back in time to 1987 in Brazil. Ooh, okay, Brazil, yeah. Brazil, great. And we're gonna go to an abandoned and unsecured hospital.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spooky. I don't want to.
1: So typically there's a lot of machinery in hospitals. And especially in the 80s, it wasn't like the most locked down in terms of being able to access like the radiation pieces of it. Mm. Mm. Uh, So we're going to be talking about cesium chloride specifically today. Okay. Um, Which is used in nuclear medicine, such as cancer treatments and diagnosis of certain heart attacks. I I love that that's a term. I would
0: have never thought of like, it makes sense. It's like chemotherapy. Yeah. Nuclear medicine.
2: Nuclear medicine. Yeah, when you get like radiation treatment. (laughs) Right.
1: That makes total sense. I've just never heard the term. And then we'll talk about radiobiology later. Cesium chloride is part of cesium-137, which has a half-life of 30 years. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And that typically is, like, how long it takes the radioactive isotopes to disintegrate or break down into, like, their daughter isotopes. And cesium usually is in a shielding canister made of lead and steel when it's used for medical anything. So in this particular canister that we're going to be talking about today, there were 93 grams. Is that a lot?
0: Or a, just a regular amount.
2: Well, if you think about the like the weight of a paperclip as being a gram. Yeah. Right, it's like 93 paperclips. In, yeah.
0: Let's in up. a
1: bowl of lead and steel. Yeah. So that's fine. <clears throat> it seems fine.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the, a regular thing that they do all the time.
1: Yeah. So it's like a, a not huge amount. We're not talking like atomic bomb levels of... Uranium or something. Mm -hmm. But it's it's enough. And it's a pretty small amount once we get into what happened. That really, like, makes... Puts it into perspective of this small amount can do a lot of damage. And Mm -hmm. the radiation levels aren't as high as, like, the ones that people really know. Mm -hmm. Like, uranium, plutonium, like, the big ones. So... Usually, these are in the little radiation machines. And I do have some pictures from my mom's last day of chemo. They let me into the room to see the big machine. Ooh. So you can kind of see what it looks like. So. Oh, wow. Big machine, and it it turns. It does a whole Mm -hmm. turning turn. It does
0: one, like, 360. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, equate that to something
1: else. But, like, that machine is huge. If you've ever had... Like an MRI, when you go in the tube, imagine the tube, but like open sides. So Chernobyl mm. happened literally a year before this. Oh. So it was fresh on everybody's mind. The whole world. Yeah. yeah Everyone cool. was still thinking about Chernobyl and going, oh, it damn. It was still going up. It was still happening. It took them forever to clean that shit up. Yeah, they're still working on that. It's not clean. <laughs> yeah. It's bad over there. Yeah. And it's actually getting worse with the increase in tourism. Oh, <laughs> it's good. It's making it worse. But, you know. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. They got the
2: the big old dome over it now. They got the tent.
1: Yeah, the tent. Yeah. You
2: telling me the tent's not doing anything? Nah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cuz the people keep going in. <laughs> You're supposed to stay outside the tent. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being a nuclear incident, it's not the same as the radiological incidents mm. because usually nuclear incidents have a detonation of a nuclear device mm-hmm. whereas radiological incidents just make the radiation happening happen without needing something to blow up. More like a slow leak. Maybe not slow. OK. A fast so, leak. <laughs> yeah. Now, <clears throat> why would an abandoned hospital leave radioactive material behind when they know there's radioactive material? They know people are going to break into the hospital. Right. The process of abandoning a hospital must be
0: really complex um but that you'd think that yeah part of it would be like the safe removal of dangerous materials well, i imagine um, too
2: yeah i mean if the hospital is being abandoned mm-hmm. it's probably very little money left to to yeah what i imagine is a very costly uh, endeavor of moving radioactive substances yeah
0: that's true on top of everything else moving patients and things plus yeah. we're talking about brazil so we do need to think about In the about 80s, that. no less. Yeah, uh, we need to think about the regulations involved and if there were any. Yeah. <laughs> there probably were, there probably
2: were a ton. It was a dictatorship. They're yeah. great at regulations. You're
0: right. Yeah, but no one needs yeah. to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily's like, the Kermit meme. This is none of my business. It's
1: uh, so funny. You should bring that up. Mm. So. Interesting. The Instituto Guyano de Radioterapia, IGR from here on out, okay. was a private radiotherapy institute in Goiânia that shut down and moved. So that's where this was. So when it did, they left behind their teletherapy unit that had been purchased in 1977. The reason they had to leave it was because the abandoned site was disputed in court between IGR and the Society of St. Vincent de Paul who became the new owners of the premises? Vinnies, yeah. So <laughs> 1986.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry, that's we have Saint Vincent de Paul's yeah. here that are like the Goodwills of some areas, uh-huh. and uh, that's what my grandmother calls it. Uh huh.
1: So September 11th of 1986, the court of Goyas stated it had knowledge of the abandoned radioactive material in the building. Okay, that was four months before the incident. So they knew they'd left it behind. Yes. So they were like, "Yep, we know it's there. Okay, we'll put a guard outside. That'll help." What? <laughs> I guess yeah, not you don't mm-hmm. want people accessing it, but
0: that's not the main problem.
2: We have one very nap-prone fellow that yeah. is willing to watch this abandoned hospital.
1: What a job. Honestly, yeah, boring as shit. So (laughs) May 4th, the director of the Institute of Insurance actually used police to remove and prevent one of the owners of IGR from trying to get in to remove the radioactive material. Oh, shit. Like he literally like tried to break in to just grab it. Just take, yeah, just take it out himself. Oh, take it out so himself. Take out the canister himself. He's doing himself. his due diligence. He's like, like <laughs> he's
2: going up and above. Uh, like I know this is here. Of like,
1: yeah, this isn't great. I Good don't want to leave guy. this behind. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he's safe to move it. Probably it's in yeah. the canister. Yep. And he he knows what should happen. Um, he then warned the president of that company that was preventing him from going in mm-hmm. that they would be responsible for whatever happened with that quote cesium bomb. No, huh? Jesus. So the court of Goyas was like, yeah, we'll put a security guard outside. It's it's fine. And then IGR wrote several letters to the National Nuclear Energy Commission warning them about the teletherapy unit at an abandoned site and that they were prevented from removing it because of a court order.
0: OK, I can see why you said that this was a frustrating story. Because it sounds like, yeah, just bureaucracy getting in the way of, like, something that most people agree should happen. Yeah. so it wouldn't be that hard. all
1: happened in, like, May of 1987. Mm-hmm. So one, two, skip a few. And we are now on September 13th in Goiânia, Brazil. Now, by the end of this, just to kind of give you an idea of scale, about 112,000 people would be examined for radioactive contamination, 249 nine of them would be found to have been contaminated 20 would require additional treatment some amputations and four would pass oh shit so it was bad enough that the international atomic energy agency called it one of the world's worst radio, uh, radiological incidents and wrote a very very big report on it mm. which is available to the public if you ever want to read it Interesting. i'm sure it's fascinating yeah that's i read some it part. really not all of it but like, <laughs> it gets very technical i'm sure it does and
2: the portuguese is a challenge <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh...
1: the translation is not perfect <laughs> <laughs> they use a lot of acronyms and i'm like that's great cool sounds uh-huh. interesting mm. so how did this happen they posted yeah. a guard they just they're solving stop the it. opposite problem so <laughs> that sucks there's just one problem the day this happened the guard that was supposed to show up didn't they just like didn't show up to work yeah you know,
2: mental health day yeah you, See, no got no yeah. showed
1: their yeah. guard job yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. and so taking advantage of you know they're not being a guard easy access they recognized there was machinery in there that could be scrapped Oh. Some people broke in. Okay. Wow. One day. One day. They've this been guys have like, been like meth head, watching.
2: hopping in to strip the copper yeah. out of the walls.
1: Yeah. So
0: and he literally like there must have been people casing the joint. Oh yeah. Because like they notice he doesn't show up and they're immediately in there. Yeah. the Same day. Mm-hmm. So
1: Roberto dos Santos Alves and Wagner Mota Pereira illegally entered the partially now demolished IGR site.
2: There's catalytic converters in there. (laughs) Could
1: be. They thought it might have some scrap value, so they were taking what they could and putting it in a wheelbarrow and then took it to Elvis's home. They then began dismantling the equipment. That same evening, they both began to vomit. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Due to radiation sickness, they didn't know it was radiation sickness. Of course. Um, Just keep that date in mind. This is September 13th. Right. Right. They
0: probably both have the same lunch, too. And they're like, oh, Ooh, man, what did we yeah. eat?
1: So the next day, Peraria began to experience diarrhea and dizziness, and his left hand began to swell. Ooh. He then soon developed a burn on his hand in the same size and shape as the, the aperture that had the radiation in it. Mm-hmm. And eventually he had to undergo a partial amputation of several fingers. He's lucky that's all that happened. Are you kidding? Uh I know. He should be dead. So (laughs) September 15th, Prairie visited a local clinic, and they diagnosed his symptoms as a result of something he had eaten. What? And was told to go home and rest. Okay. So Uh he just had the vomiting and the diarrhea and stuff, and he didn't
0: have the swelling.
2: The real doctor had also called in that day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was just some guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Albert, moonlighting
2: as the... (laughs) Security guard just was (laughs) not into it that day.
1: He's got three jackets. (laughs) So Alvis did continue to dismantle the equipment and was able to free the cesium capsule from its protective sleeve.
2: Yeah, you always want to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I understand he doesn't know what it is. He does not. But like to be like, I I came here, I got sick. I got told to go home. I'm going to go back. (laughs) I'm going to try it again. Yeah. (laughs) You motherfucker.
1: So he punctured the aperture window with a screwdriver and was able to see a deep blue light coming from the tiny opening that he had created. So he shoved the screwdriver in and was able to scoop out some of the glowing substance. No. Are you kidding? He thought it was like a gunpowder. So he did try to light it, but it did not ignite. Oh uh, yeah,
0: we're fortunate that it didn't. <laughs> I think yeah. like you're not just supposed to <laughs> light stuff you don't know what it is on fire. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean that's a, that's just one of the tests.
0: <laughs> <You laughs> yeah, like you take any radio chemistry radio.
2: classes, is, is it flammable?
0: <laughs> Try it. Mm. <laughs> that's, See what happens. Yeah, they want you to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there was a lot of thoughts behind why it glowed. So their guess, the IAE, the IAEA, if they could pick an acronym with no vowels, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, All vowels, so thanks. So their guess was it was either ionized in the air or it was fluorescence Too, or it like, was absorbing moisture to make it glow.
2: Sure. I mean, that is a common misconception of like radioactive stuff doesn't actually glow in real life. They just put it that way in movies, but they're like...
1: Some yeah. of it does.
2: Yeah. Um, some of it does under very specific uh, conditions. Yeah. That could be like, if it's ionizing the air, that could be Cherenkov uh, radiation, mm-hmm. which that's fun. Sure. Which so
1: was my next thing, Cherenkov like radiation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, But also, it's like, if it's glowing and you're close enough to see it glowing. That's, a... <laughs> that's so bad.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they would put like a fluorescence um, in the substance to be like, this is bad. Get away from it. Like if you were to see it, it's like a warning. So signal. I, I don't think know if that's ever part a of it
1: was also the way that it was encapsulated mm. because then in 1988, the Oak Ridge National Laboratory also was able to replicate the glowing blue light when they did a disencapulation mm. of the cesium-137. So just it being exposed to air. Yeah. Or, like, the moisture in the air something about it just made it glow.
0: Hmm.
1: So, problem. That's a problem. It's glowing. It's pretty. It to looks me, cool. I guess. It's the 80s. You're right. Is the eight, This like, is... I don't know. You don't break This in is the how hospitals. I get superpowers.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, some people did think it was supernatural. Like, like I, it's part of the wonder of it.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, if this is Brazil and if it's,
1: like, it depends on... They broke what into a hospital ex- to grab stuff for scrap to sell to a junkyard. Right,
0: like we we might like think of that even in the eighties as like we there were enough action movies yeah. or or things like that that involved some radioactive substances that glowed. I think that if you saw Batman, <laughs> you mm-hmm. knew not to touch. I just a glowing don't know thing. if they had Batman exactly.
1: in. Rioja, Brazil. Yeah,
0: I think they just didn't have the same exposure to the media. No.
1: <laughs> so on September eighteenth, Alves sold the items to a nearby scrapyard. That night, uh, Dever Alves Ferreira, who owned the scrapyard, also saw the blue glow and was like, "Hey, that's pretty fucking cool."
0: <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: And he thought it was either super valuable or or supernatural. Wow and immediately took it home and then brought all of his friends and families to come look at the strange glowing Oh, no. Put it
2: on my bedside table. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, no. I'm picturing, like, it's
0: like the Pulp Fiction suitcase. Uh, like, everyone's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. But the glow is
1: killing you. So about the glow, the glow is not the light. <laughs> um, I cannot express how deeply <laughs> this next section with the glow is. Um, Jake,
0: uh, if you recall, I don't know, that this is a longstanding joke of ours, <laughs> where if something isn't the light, this is the worst part of the story. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> It's about okay. to get sad and maybe gross. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. pick up
1: your drinks. I'm
2: buckling, Pick up
0: your
1: drinks. <laughs> so, on September 21st, one of Ferraria's friends succeeded in getting several rice-sized grains of glowing material out of the capsule. Oh. So he began to share them with fa- friends and family members. No. And that same day, strangely enough, his wife began to fall ill. What? Weird. Crazy. So, September 25th, uh, Ferraria sold the scrap metal to a third scrapyard. So, this has now been to three different scrapyards. So, the day <laughs> before the sale, on September 24th, Evo, uh, Devere's brother, was able to get some more of the dust out oh. and took it to his house. No. Where he then put it on the concrete floor for his six-year-old daughter. <gasps> no. This is, this is not the light. Yeah, oh, God. This is not the light. Ugh. She loved it. It was glowing. It was very pretty.
0: Yeah, it looks cool as hell. Oh. And
1: they specifically note that she ate an egg sandwich while sitting on the floor with the glowing cesium she also applied it to her body and would show her mother like her arms glowing and dust from the powder did fall onto the egg sandwich that she was consuming and she it was later noted she received six gray units which is bringing in that radio biology oh a term they use for how much radiation is absorbed oh so one gray unit is equal to 100 rads oh which is like one joule of radiation energy per kilogram of matter there's there's like, like a whole
0: there are too many ways to describe how much radiation poisoning you've received there's like yeah. like four different units you could use yeah uh-huh. Um, and that are used in different parts of history. Yeah. So
1: she basically got 600 rads, which is a very lethal dose. That's so Especially much. for a six-year-old.
2: Yeah.
0: That so- sucks. There's like nothing to say to it. You're just like, wow.
2: Yeah, because the, the entire time you're sitting there with it, like that is decaying, that is setting off, that is just buckshotting boop your DNA. Boop,
0: boop. Yeah. Boop, boop. Y- if you're coming apart mm-hmm. from your most
1: cellular level. Like, yeah, awful. especially because this was specifically used for chemotherapy. So like this specific brand of radiation is meant to do things Attack in your, your body. Yes, yeah. yeah,
0: that little girl had like no idea. no. I mean, of course, nobody did, but she's like the least culpable. Yeah.
1: So Maria Ferraria, who was the wife, noticed that like so many people got sick around the same time. So she was like, no, fuck this. September 28th. Thank God somebody draws a connection. 15 days after the item was found, Absolutely. she reclaimed everything from the scrapyard, got everything in a bag, Whoa! and took it to a hospital. Wait,
0: really? Yes. Wow. Like that probably was a ton of work because yes. there's
1: like three scrapyards involved and a bunch of people's family members. Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn. She went and got everything, put it in a bag. Like, this is evil. Get it the fuck. On a bus. Wow. With yeah. a bag of, oh. And took it to the hospital. That's they didn't bad. know. That,
0: yeah, I know. No, All she's...
1: she knew. And she literally like dropped the bag on the doctor's desk and said, this is killing my family. Wow. And the doctor was like, what is that? Why did you bring it into my I office? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Oh, no. That would have been a great response. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Of an immediate mm-hmm. alert concern. is a biohazard. <laughs> But they thought everyone had, like, a tropical disease. Oh, shit. So he, like, had the bag on his desk for a chunk of the day. Oh, fuck. And then was like,
2: I don't "Mm, feel good. Oh, God. Yeah, like,
1: maybe I I don't feel great. Maybe I should move this outside. So then he put it on a chair outside of the hospital next to an external wall. And it sat there for a day. Just, like, hanging out. <laughs> so this is this is very frustrating. They sent all of these people who were super sick to a tropical diseases hospital, thinking
2: you glowing would... girl go sit in the middle of everyone.
1: Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. Please, please, yep. bring uh... your body to other bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So somehow the stars aligned. September twenty ninth, there was a visiting medical physicist. Oh, who. <sighs> Just happened to be at the hospital. And he's like, well, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, no
2: one person in this story with any pattern recognition whatsoever. <laughs> hey, that who's one who's ever lady, had an abstract thought.
0: That and, one lady. Yeah, it recognized the pattern. She just did the exact wrong thing about it. No, she got it out of her house. <laughs> she did. Oh. It was well, too she late. Did the right it thing was for her family. Too late. But did it in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. And he took his little counter and went to the bag, and it it did it. Beep, 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 beep.
0: Oh. And he was like,
1: oh, I got to get out of this room right now. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> confirmed the presence of radioactivity. And it's phrased as he persuaded the authorities mm-hmm. to take immediate action.
0: What does persuade mean for the authorities? Did he have to pass them some money to take care of this thing? <laughs> I mean, it was the
1: 80s in Brazil. I'm yeah. it's For real. Yeah. He might have been like, so, I have X amount on me. Please get this, this out of This is serious. Here. You're going to look really bad. Like, you guys are going to look really bad. Yeah, now that you know what this is, I'm telling you. So there were some also suspicions because of the skin lesions that come with radiation that they're like, hmm, this doesn't look like a tropical disease. Uh, Whole limbs dying Uh on people? Yeah. Not super common. Yeah, (laughs) because the other guy that did the break-in had to get, like, most of his arm amputated. Uh, Like, this isn't normal for tropical diseases
0: pretty bad yeah it's, it's not like, great so and it happens so much faster than even like a gangrene or something yeah. like you just and this has been active for tissue. 15 days Ugh. unchecked
1: so bad so the city state and national governments were all aware of the incident by the end of the day there is a full timeline by the iea E? No, I-A-E-A. I flipped it.
2: Um, and sometimes why. I would,
1: yeah, yeah. For
0: real. I would never have noticed if you flipped it. Mm-hmm. you could have said any assemblage of four A-E-I-O-U. letters.
1: A-E-I-O-U. The A E I O U was it? They If you want to see it, they do get into the weeds on like really like minute by minute of what they know. I bet. Mm-hmm. After a certain point, everyone's recording everything. Because yeah. every minute counts. So Alves de Souza, who was 18, was an employee of Devere Ferreira and worked on the radioactive source. He developed lung damage, internal oh. bleeding, heart damage, and passed away. Oh shit! Um, he, was 18? he was 18. He was 18. Oh. So, the daughter, the six-year-old, she like an international team came out to try and save her. Hmm. Like they brought they brought out all the big guns in radiation. Mm-hmm. And she was confined to an isolated room because everyone was scared to go near her. Like, the hospital staff was just terrified. She was covered in the stuff. Yep. That's bad. Yeah. So, unfortunately, she did pass, and it wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were riots about her burial because they didn't want her buried in the cemetery. Well. And yeah. they literally, they brought in a specific type of casket to contain the radiation to make sure it didn't pour into like the groundwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't they bury people? It in was like very a fiberglass particular. coffin. They,
2: yeah. It, it, technically like the old way to do it was a lead coffin. But really like once you uh radiation doesn't doesn't like breed like that. Like it doesn't like once you get the radioactive material out of your system mm-hmm. or off of you, you you're not a radioactive corpse. Yeah. Um sure. So. Uh, once the heavy elements are gone, then it's no longer radioactive. But it's it's just
1: people yeah. are scared. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah clearly yeah. this is
2: not a, a very scientifically literate town.
1: No, no. So it was a fiberglass coffin that was lined with lead, and hmm. she basically had to be buried in secret. Woof. That poor thing. Yeah. That's so, so uh, Maria Ferreira, who was the wife of the scrapyard owner who brought everything in um did end up passing away oh she did not deserve she was no. trying so hard yeah to do the right thing and then another employee of de vera ferreria israel de santos who was 22 um he primarily was working on it to extract the lead so that they could sell that uh-huh. he did also pass away so those were the four that died Devere Ferreria himself survived despite re- receiving seven grays of radiation. Whoa. So he passed away in 1994 of cirrhosis, aggravated by depression and binge drinking.
0: Um, After your entire life goes to shit because yes. you saw a glowing substance. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. That makes and sense. then his
1: brother, Evo Ferreria, died of emphysema in 2003. Ooh. So. Several people survived very high doses of radiation. Um, They thought that might be because it was fractionated. So the body was doing what it needed to do to repair itself to make it not like a lethal like dose. It wasn't all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because it was over that like 15 day period, their body had enough time to reproduce new cells. Interesting. And try and mitigate some of the effects of the radiation poisoning. The body's so cool. Yeah, the body's weird. Yeah. Amazing. So, unsurprisingly, when this all went down, the news got wind of it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, nearly 130,000 people in Goyanya went to local hospitals concerned they'd been exposed. Which, of course. So, I mean, if, yeah. if that what lady
0: got on a bus. Yep. And then those people all went home. Yep. So, like, maybe there is some truth to that. But I could also totally see, you know, you hear about lice in an area and you're like, my scalp is, itchy. Yeah, I, oh my, like god. Oh my god! that times 10,000. Yeah. i was like, I'm a little sick today. Oh, my God. It's the poison.
1: Yeah. So, of those 130,000, only 249 were found to have significant levels of radiation. And then 20, so 129 people had internal contamination. And then the people with the internally contamination internally contaminated really only suffered small doses, mm. less than like a 1 in 400 risk of getting cancer. Okay. Which still like... That's kind of high. It ain't great. It ain't great. Yeah. I mean, what's the regular just you're alive version of
0: like, how, <laughs> yeah. how likely are you to get cancer? It's probably higher
1: than we'd like, but it's nowhere yeah. near as high yeah. as that. That's... Yeah. so Smoke um, for
2: five years is the same chance. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> probably fine yeah
1: so 20 people then needed additional treatment beyond just like we're gonna give you some fun stuff to help with this right what
0: is the the iodine capsules to like neutralize yeah so it's
2: it's really it's like it just fills your lymph nodes with with iodine so that the radioactive like the heavy metal particles bind to that Mm. rather than uh mm. rather than the rest of your your yeah. lymph node tissue
1: that makes sense like like charcoal
2: kind of kind yeah i've
1: got i've got how they decontaminated some of this yeah because it was it was a, a process i yeah i mean it sounds like an entire town is sort of
0: somewhat in, affected in one yeah. way or another yeah so
1: in 2007 the oswaldo cruz foundation did determine that the rate of cesium one thirty seven related diseases are the same in Goiania accident survivors as they are in the population at large. Okay, so like people by that point, it was pretty standard. No longer being affected. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. The three doctors who owned and operated IGR were charged with criminal negligence, which oh. I think is funny because they were the only ones actively trying to get it out. Yeah. What? How is the uh-huh. other party who was who had the court order to keep them out not at fault? So the fuck? That's literally they were declared not liable because it was like, oh yeah,
0: oh because mm-hmm. this was not- oh this was <laughs> our
2: fault. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, I guess because
2: the
1: court said because it was their material
0: uh, in the first
2: place. Who me? <laughs> i prevented <Hyper-manned> them <laughs>
1: but one of igr's owners and the clinic's physicists were ordered to pay a hundred thousand in brazilian reals which i did the conversion rate and it's like six dollars <laughs> yeah i mean like. i close it's two thousand dollars in u.s oh. in today's oh, okay. money okay well at least it's not like a devastating yeah. amount of money but that was like their punishment on this yeah uh, and they were, then a lot of a lot of negligence That's in not... 2000 uh CNEN was ordered to then pay compensation of 1.3 million Brazilian reals to guarantee medical and psychological treatment mm-hmm. for direct and indirect victims of the accident and their descendants down to the third generation and that also doesn't sound like a ton of money. No. 100,000? Around something. like 200,000. Okay. Wikipedia was like, it was like $750,000. And I'm like, that's not what the conversion rate is saying, but go yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in I'm order really to clean up from everything, topsoil had to be removed from several sites, several houses were demolished. All objects from within those houses were removed and examined. Jesus. Those found to be free of radioactivity were wrapped in plastic bags, while those who were contaminated were either decontaminated or disposed of as waste. And the choice between the decontamination or disposal was kind of based on economic value of the object and then how easy it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, the IAEA uh, recognized that to reduce the psychological impact... Greater effort should have been taken to clean up the items of personal value, such as jewelry and photographs. Mm. Uh, so obviously that did not happen. And the IAEA was like, in our report, we, yeah, we recognize we, f- we fucked up on that one. Uh, we just didn't, we didn't get everything. So they used vacuum cleaners to remove the dust. Plumbing mm. was examined for radioactivity. Painted surfaces were scraped. Everything was treated with acid and Prussian blue mixtures. Roofs were vacuumed and hosed, but two houses had to have their roofs completely removed. Uh, the waste from the cleanup was moved out of the city to a remote place for storage. They used potassium alum to d- uh, dissolve in hydrochloric acid on clay, concrete, soil, and roofs because cesium really loves clay. <laughs> it just, they it's like, super loves clay. Yeah. So I guess yeah. That makes sense. It yeah. just... <laughs> blah, right in there. <laughs> so sodium hydroxide solutions also followed by dissolved potassium alum were used to treat synthetic floors, machines, and typewriters. And then they gave the patients Prussian blue, a lot of them.
0: I'm, like, exhausted just by you describing what they had to do. I'm sure this was, like, years of work and sounds
1: exhausting. Yeah. Just to kind of show the scale of how far this traveled, IGR, Roberto DeSantis's house, Devere Ferreria's scrapyard, Eva Ferreria's house, the third junkyard the hospital where the bag was left, and that chair, three buses, 42 houses, 14 cars, five pigs, and 50,000 rolls of toilet paper. Five pigs? Five pigs.
0: (laughs) 50,000 rolls of toilet Mm. paper? Yes. What does the toilet paper have to do with it? I think it's also
1: just porous. Yeah. Yeah, You're supposed to
2: wipe front to back, but they were... (laughs) We're not doing that. They were
1: not doing and that. And the
2: pigs were actually just to feed everybody while they were cleaning everybody
0: up. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. They only they and, killed the they weren't irradiated. Right. Just, and... We got hungry. They <laughs> just <Famous laughs>
2: catered. It was amazing. Yeah.
1: So once this was all done, the Brazilian government took the capsule and the military literally, like, once they were sure it was empty, they, it's on display.
0: Oh at the I mean, like, School
1: of Specialized Instruction in Rio de Janeiro as a memento to those who participated in the cleanup. Fair. Oh. I bet they have some Not specialized... for the dead. No, no. Just, just for the people who did the cleanup.
0: I mean, like, that's still important work, but yeah. a memorial for the dead maybe on the hospital site or
1: something <laughs> could be cool. So, fine. So, my last fun fact about this, there was a 1992 episode of Captain Planet and the Planteers depicting... What? a somewhat loosely based version of this event <gasps> in an episode titled A Deadly Glow. Oh, shit. But, like, they gave it a happy ending. Of course, because
0: Captain Planet exists yeah. in that world. Like, he can, mm-hmm. like, probably... And it was an eco-villain that was uh, contaminating the town. Yeah, He can probably just contain, like, yeah. like radiation. Yeah. And Captain they did Planet.
1: use cesium-137. Oh, shit. And they did have two young children portrayed as, like, playing in a similar manner as the six-year-old, but they did not die. Well,
0: so... It was because of the heart guy, probably. Yeah. he's
2: right? yeah. <laughs> so he was like, heart! And then yeah. everyone NBA sort of <laughs> groaned and then fixed it while he wasn't looking. Yeah. That one doesn't do anything. Yeah. We <laughs> just gave him that ring so he feels part of it.
0: I love
1: heart guy. <laughs> it was the water that like washed it that off of that them. Poor, <laughs>
2: that poor idiot. And everyone had just... Gaslighting him, slap him hard, with and a everybody fish. else. Yeah, chilling it only takes four rings to get Captain and <laughs> He's just like, ah,
0: you don't need him yeah. at no. all. It was you're right. No. though it was mostly water. Yeah, <laughs> and like everybody else was chilling. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so yeah, wow. That's that's the Goryonga radiation accident. It's like, incident.
0: it's like you can. It's one where it's like you can almost understand how all of those things happen. Yeah, and it's not any one person's fault. No, but it is like the fault of. Several people at the same time. So, well, like, and I mm-hmm. have
1: to believe even back then there was labels with pictures because they do like the radiation shit for like yeah. 2,000 years down the road. If somebody stumbles upon this, they're going to know it's dangerous. Right. They they have to like without language be able to tell yeah. you this is a dangerous substance
0: yeah. and you should not go here or touch this. Mm-hmm. And there right. had to be signage. There yeah. should have been
1: anyway.
2: Hard I mean to I know. gotta remember too like how much how much of a uh role or presence did Brazil have in the Cold War to the point where had they got the chance to watch Duck and Cover?
0: Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Uh, man, they didn't have a Duck and Cover in Portuguese. Right. right.
1: <laughs> Maybe in Rio de Janeiro. Maybe.
2: This is why I advocate uh learning the MSDS in in kindergarten. <laughs> learning. <laughs> Your material safety data sheet. You should, you should, yeah, you should know to recognize harmful materials before you stop peeing with your pants all the way on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. That's.
0: I don't disagree is the thing. (laughs) Like, I know that's a bit, but also kinda. Yeah. Like, as a child, you should know that there are things you don't touch. And, like, if there's a sign that just has, like, a skull on it, I think you should know. Right. There was a,
2: (laughs) remember, like, when you were a kid in your neighborhood in those big green transformer boxes outside, you know, on the boulevard, and you uh, they was had that big picture of like mm-hmm. a big angry electric cloud that would zap and kill you. And it was very clearly illustrated. Yeah, um, And it was scary. And it did not stop me from sitting on them. But at the very <laughs> least, they weren't liable because they commuted to communicated to me a very dumb child
0: you understood what you were not supposed to be doing
2: exactly you did it anyway
0: and what's frustrating about this story is that we'll never know if those guys that broke into the hospital felt like that they were like i see the signs i just don't give a shit or if there was no signage at all i'm saying
2: that six-year-old girl knew exactly what she was getting into
0: (laughs) All right. It's um, actually Jake has to drink the drink. Uh, Jake has to have the bad drink because he said the worst thing on the podcast. Is your glass empty? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to harp noise um, and we're going to get you that bad drink. Yep. Because you're a bad man. (laughs) And we're going to switch places. I'm
2: just saying, when does personal responsibility come (laughs) into play?
0: When you're 12. (laughs) 12 minimum. Okay, Send us. <laughs> Send us, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> and we're back. We've swapped spaces. <laughs> We've swapped
1: spaces. Oh, uh, we have mm-hmm.
0: swapped. This is appropriate. We're going to get a little French from this. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. First you can
0: ball. help me a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got Jake with the uh, bad drink.
2: Yeah, it's yeah.
0: It's Fresca and the vanilla cherry <laughs> captain. Uh. He's intrigued by it.
2: That smells exactly like a dreamsicle. What? Yeah.
0: Oh my God, if this is secretly oh good, I'm no. going to be pissed. I'm going to be so mad. It's like orange, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a psalm. <laughs> He's fucking... Oh my God. Not a dreamsicle?
2: It's almost a dreamsicle. It's like a little like a dreamsicle but like a little bitter oh oh if that makes sense like just yeah. on the back end the very sweet up front very cre- it's like it's got like a vanilla you yeah get the vanilla yeah um
1: i mean the citrus with the wrong citrus yeah, yeah. exactly
2: yeah. It's, yeah yeah if, if you made wine, a dreamsicle per- with grapefruit juice yes yeah that's,
0: yeah. yeah. that's kind of sounds not as as much of a punishment as i was hoping it would be for
2: uh, you with salted rim glass on this would be phenomenal <laughs>
1: So, I'm so mad. What I'm hearing is I should crack one of the smirnoffs and pour it. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um maybe put some orange bitters up in there. Oh. It actually might be <laughs> might be oh, Don't encourage it. Not no. I know. Not I know no. you're right. This is bad. I don't I don't want to encourage this. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's do this. I swapped I have Jake's drink now cuz it is it is good. Mm. God, I don't like Coke and that makes me like happy
1: because it tastes like dr pepper yeah um, yeah it's just a boozy dr pepper
0: it gives it gives coke all the extra shit that it needs to be dr pepper mm-hmm. mostly cherry and vanilla and it is missing like 17 other flavors but whatever <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna stick like a big old allegedly <laughs> at oh. the front of this oh oh shit yeah um everything i'm about to say is alleged Okay. Some of it is proven. Some of it is not. It is. Uh,
2: sorry, it's pronounced "alleged." Alleged.
0: <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate. I can't. Be here. I mean, everything that I'm about to say is claimed by multiple sources, but where they got that information from is one guy, and oh. that guy, we'll see about him.
2: He's oh. wily. He okay. is.
0: He's the wiliest Frenchman you've ever heard. <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: Now, it makes him idea.
2: 10% wilyer than what I was thought <laughs> I have, previously possible.
1: I have an idea of who this is.
0: Okay. Continue. Okay. So our survivor, his name, I'm not, I'm not hiding nothing this time. His name is Michelle Lotito. Okay. And, okay, I have a question for you guys to start.
2: I have an answer for you.
0: The Guinness Book of World Records has a section in it for the person with the strangest diet. What do you think that that means? Like, what do you think this person eats to earn that title? Poop. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. A fast thought from Emily. <laughs> Couch you... innards. Couch innards? we you, yeah. You've seen My Strange Addiction. Yep.
2: <laughs> I would say specifically uh, to that end, I would say non-living matter. Like, he, he is not, he is not, he just taking it one step beyond vegan and won't eat plants either. <laughs> Just, just unhinging his jaw and eating minerals from. He's eating dirt. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Those are good guesses. You are wrong.
2: I feel like we were set up for failure on that one.
0: You're not as far off as I would have liked. But... Oh, <laughs> <Which> <laughs> Let, part? let's talk about it. The poop? Oh, uh, no, no. Oh, the um, the non- couch. Non-nutritive substances oh. is what we'll call it. Mm. Watering in, cans. In 1959, oh. at the age of nine, Michelle Lotito was drinking a glass of water. Uh-oh. When the glass shattered as he brought it up to his mouth, Uh-oh. he started chewing the glass. Okay. And that okay. was the start of something.
1: Okay. See, yeah. I was going to say glass, but I was like, No, glass. No, that hurts your mouth. It does like is a just whole, part of it, ouch. You would mm. think. It is said. Does he that eat light bulbs?
0: I don't think so. I've seen pictures of other glass things. I'll get to it.
2: Yeah, Emily, I think that's how a story works. <laughs> Tell no, She's so. Yeah, I
1: I like to do this thing where I try and guess the, rest of the story in my ADHD way. Before I know I've gets. had
2: any conversation with him. <laughs> it's he
1: says
0: as if that's not also how he does it. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful talking to all three of us. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Listen, as long as he doesn't put the glass up his butt, I think we're no glasses up any butts. I do promise that. Okay, we won't get a visit from that one TikTok paramedic. Yeah, (laughs) the one who's like, no, no. (laughs) We
2: say we grew up on the same (laughs) internet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It is said that Michelle has a disorder called Pika. That is characterized by an appetite for things that are considered non-nutritive. If you have seen My Strange Addiction, you will probably have seen, like, several people who eat things that aren't food. Because it's, like, part of a disorder. You just crave them. Like, the woman who eats the inside of a couch cushion. I still
2: don't.
0: Is that the same woman? It was either a couch cushion or a mattress. She used to go outside and roll it in dirt and then eat it. It might be a different woman. Same show. But anyway, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. She was like, that's my favorite. <laughs> so anyway, our man, Michelle. I, he had... hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're moving on, Emily. <laughs> you just broke my brain. Yeah, she yeah. used to roll the little bits in dirt.
2: It's like a it's like a peep at that point because you get like a crunch of the sugar on the inside. Drink. I
0: truly think it was a texture thing for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like the no! nastiest peep. No! <laughs> 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 So this is a rare disorder. Yeah, but our our man Michel has it, and he also has like in c- spades. He's in in it. spades. <laughs> Actually, yes. He also Textbook. has. <laughs> he has what people do not have in that instance. He has a body that seems to be able to handle just about anything. So Michel Lotito ate his water glass that day at nine years old, and he suffered no ill effects. And then he like never looked back. Michel
1: became it was organic a, glass. I uh, think, yeah.
0: At the age of 16 in 1966, he became a performer for money in front of crowds. He would eat strange, dangerous items, often also allowing people to throw darts at him and pinch him with pliers, which is weird. But like he also noted he had like a really strange tolerance for pain, which is probably also part of the whole you can eat glass thing. So he would sometimes get paid as much as a thousand dollars in today's money per day. Just to eat shit in front of people that they thought was not eatable.
2: I want to invent a time machine just to go back in time and bully this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think that he'd just eat glass in front of you until you became unnerved and left.
2: Already unnerved. <laughs> he
0: <laughs> he became known as Mister um, Monsieur Mangetou, which is uh, French for Mister Eat All.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was not just eating glass either, as his name suggests. He ate it all like clarissa
2: explains (laughs) yeah
0: clarissa explains and he eats it all All (laughs) people came to watch him consume shit that makes no sense okay this is a quote i don't think you're ready for this emily especially is not ready for this (laughs) (laughs) the look on her face (laughs) (laughs) over the course of monsieur mangetu's career his diet included 18 bicycles seven tv sets two beds 15 supermarket trolleys, (laughs) a computer, a coffin, handles, and all, a pair of skis, and six chandeliers. (laughs) Bro ate bicycles professionally. (laughs) 18 bikes. Do you know how expensive a bike is? What the fuck?
2: (laughs) I parked my Fiat 500 out here. Michelle. Aw,
0: Michelle. He ate my
2: fucking bike again. No, did he like?
0: I will explain. Yeah. I promised you, I will explain he how he did it. Alka Seltzer.
2: <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much. This man, this man is an aperitif commercial. That yeah, yeah. Alka
1: Seltzer and wire <laughs> <DG's> cutters. <D-Bow. laughs>
0: yeah, we have talked about the why he had Pika. This is why he's doing this. That also, really it makes him Still,
1: money. like, doesn't answer the why. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> that's it, an existential question yeah. at this point. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> why? Why do humans?
0: Why are humans born that are allowed to do this? (laughs) This is the real question. But now we're going to talk about the how. The first thing is his physiology. Michelle, it is said, was examined by doctors at one point because, yes. (laughs) Because he was eating (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Because he was eating shit he shouldn't Mm -hmm. be eating and not dying. So they were like, come in. (laughs) They're
1: like, oh, no, we need to see this. Get
0: over here. We need to see this up close. (laughs) They discovered a few things, that Michelle had abnormally thick intestine and stomach lining, which allowed him to eat things without opening up his bowels and going septic. Um, He also had abnormally strong stomach acid, which allowed him to break down at least some of the material he was consuming. Wow. Michelle even claimed not to be able to eat certain soft foods, like he couldn't eat bananas or hard boiled eggs cuz they were too soft and they would give him indigestion. I mean, the hard shit is what he needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is ne- there's no scientific explanation for why he would never get a stomach ache e- stomach ache eating a grocery cart but he couldn't eat a banana. Like there's nobody has
1: that. They also don't know why he didn't get heavy metal poisoning on the regs. I do have an answer for why he could eat carts instead of bananas because mm-hmm. bananas are gross.
2: Mm-hmm and carts by contrast are, yeah, are
1: delicious. Not. Yeah. Chefness. Yeah. They're
2: delicious. Mm,
0: I love the smell of metal yeah. and also the it's taste of it. It's like a little metal. Italian mm.
1: seasoning. Mm, yeah. yeah. It really
0: brings out the metal. I might I, yeah. can... <laughs> I can't even handle cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what I would do if I was seeing metal shavings in a bowl and being yeah. told to eat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, disclaimer for everything I just said. Michelle claims that he was examined by doctors who said that his intestines are thicker and his acid is stronger. And he also said that his teeth are really strong. XYZ, he said a lot of shit. Did he chew the metal? No, kind of. We'll get to his technique in a moment. Oh, God. Michelle's physician was also interviewed on camera for a show called Weird and Wild. And he described Mr. Eat All's body as being more or less like everybody else's. He said his diet was attributed to more of a mental problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this guy. Uh-huh. This is brain. This guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that does not stop the fact that, like, this guy used to eat a lot of metal and be fine. So who knows? If that is all true, we can maybe attribute the fact that he didn't die from eating all of mm-hmm. this stuff.
2: Hopefully, hopefully, don't hear a whole lot about this uh, this gentleman's bathroom situation. Yeah, so no, maybe everything is not fine. Yeah, it's I just mean, the right. not fine parts is happening.
0: I saw one place that that claimed that he passed this material with no problem.
1: Did it? Did he cut it into like small enough pieces? So
0: yes, that is part of it. So his technique is the other thing we attribute to her, his ability to do this and not die. He would eat things in a very particular way. He would, like, dismantle the bikes and the beds and everything and cut them into, like, pieces no larger than, like, two centimeters, but often much smaller. A lot of pictures of him have him, like, taking a spoon to a bowl of metal shavings. So they would make these metal pieces small enough that he didn't really have to chew them. He could instead just swallow them. Um... And then he would, he would also like before every, I like, I struggle to call it a meal, <laughs> but like before <laughs> every meal, he would, he would drink a shitload of mineral oil, which would like coat his entire intestinal tract and make it slippy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then as he was eating, he would, <laughs> Emily's face. and then as he was eating, he would just guzzle water every bite was followed by a shitload of water. He was drinking probably too much water, but it made it possible for him to to eat these things. He also, he kept it to about two pounds of metal per day. Oh. He would not oh, eat it.
1: Oh, that's reasonable. I, yeah. yeah, super reasonable. I, I mean actually, you can't eat a whole bike in this one does uh, so that yeah this does yeah.
2: sound like the equivalent of like downing one of those the the starbucks olive oil coffees yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: you gotta you gotta do that slow yeah mm-hmm. but i th- said so he wasn't a slave to gluttony is what i'm hearing right the thing is
0: i want that to be true oh no <laughs> but like two pounds of food is a lot like you know the man versus food show yeah they used to they used to talk about all the food he had to eat in terms of pounds and once you're talking about two pounds of food in one sitting that's too much food so it's probably too much fucking bike parts too Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i mean yeah it takes me like six hours to eat a bowl of macaroni and cheese well yes i love you (laughs) i love you but that's also you. (laughs) I'm very, I'm a very slow eater. You eat the opposite
0: of the way this guy
1: eats. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But either way, yes, he does. He does keep it very specifically to that amount. I think that is part of perhaps what keeps him from getting the heavy metal poisoning. He's just not ingesting that much per day comparatively to what he could be doing, I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... Overall, that's... He's not right.
2: reaching his potential. You can say it.
0: And yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't doing enough. You could yeah. be doing more. Yeah, yeah. could be. And God damn it. By 1979, Michel was a... He was a connoisseur of bicycle eating. He had been noticed now by the media, and this included the Guinness Book of World Records. And this is from Guinness. And said, "Latito's first appearance in our annals came in 1979 when he was recognized for consuming a bicycle in record time. I don't know what that means, in record time, as if anyone has ever consumed a bicycle before, and he had to beat them. It was 15 days between um, the 17th of March and the 2nd of April in 1977.
2: Beating our previous record, held by a garbage (laughs) compactor. Yeah,
0: beating our previous record of none time, never. (laughs) A year later, he broke his own record taking 12 days to eat 15 pounds of bicycle this is probably not a single bicycle that's probably more than one and as side dishes he also ate 100 razor blades two plates and a glass we're just we're just not. can gonna i get that.
2: uh two huffies and then a schwin for the table
0: <laughs> <laughs> if i have some schwin, you'll have some schwin. should we be bad and get a <laughs> schwinn he did all this at a fair um, for which he was paid $25,000 in today's money to eat that bike. So good for him.
2: That's <laughs> nope. cheating, though. They deep fried if you do it at a fair. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. They, bicycle they had a
0: on a stick. He was yeah. at the Minnesota State Fair, <laughs> yeah. so they did fry it and stick it on a stick. <laughs> The great
2: Minnesota get-together slash bicycle <laughs> eating. <Eden>, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Notably, the Guinness Book of World Records does not publish dangerous records. Because they don't Shocker. they don't want to invite competition. Weird. Oh yeah. So they wouldn't say like who can eat the most fire ants in one sitting.
1: That's, that's a m- record.
0: That's not a record. Oh okay. because they don't Tim want G's to invite Christ. they don't want to invite competition. What an example. <laughs> right. However, they made this
2: <laughs> most time shot self.
0: Yeah, exactly. However. Michelle, they made an exception for him because they did not think anyone fucking else was ever going to try to eat a bicycle. Until so, now. <laughs> until today when I plan to do it on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I am so glad we're recording at your home, and not mine. Yeah,
0: yeah, I have a bike. I got it from okay. Bobby. <laughs> okay. We're going to cut it up. Yeah. Uh, so what wouldn't be known until later? Was that at the same time as this performance where he broke his own record, Michelle was working on his most ambitious endeavor to date. Eating an entire Cessna 150. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Here's a, that's, that's, that's a, a whole airplane. Sus- that's an yeah. airplane, for anyone who doesn't know. It's a it's one of those like single occupancy, mm-hmm. one of the most popular planes in existence. Yeah. You probably recognize it when you think of plane. Yeah. Um it has a wingspan of 33 feet and it weighs 985 pounds. <laughs> I mean he That's was gonna take him so long, two pounds per day. Yeah, dude, he it took two years. Oh my god, he did it. <laughs> he did it. He did it. It took two years. Over the course of two years, Michelle Lotito ate eight ate, ate a Cessna. <laughs> he apparently left out things considered to be inedible. <laughs> things like the seatbelts <laughs> and the armrests. But otherwise, he ate all the metal parts, which are totally edible when you're him. (laughs) He said the least appetizing part of the plane was its thick rubber tires. Now, texture-wise, I don't get that at all. I would think that, like, chewy rubberiness might be super, like, I kind of want, you know the stuff... Oh, the tires,
2: the jerky of the airplane? Yes!
0: (laughs) Yes! (laughs) My husband is right, Emily. (laughs) But... Think about how rubber smells, and then think about putting it in your mouth. But I'd... I
1: would think you take like itty bitty tiny strips of it and mix it in with everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Like if to I add were him, a different mouth feel.
0: Yes, that'd be nice. Different textures, yeah. different tastes. Yeah. But he said he did not like that part, even though he he's can literally eating. a little
1: eating... like sushi roll out of metal with the rubber. Put <laughs> the rubber, yeah. On the yeah you kind do it. Yeah.
2: It's like dieting. Like yeah. if you just stick to boiled chicken, you're gonna fall off, well, right?
1: Right. You gotta. You gotta also mix it. Also that's sad Mm -hmm. sad.
0: (laughs) it's just so sad this is like if you were to look up michelle lotito this is the picture you will uh find of him on the internet which for the the listener is him sitting at a table in front of a cessna with like some big round thing on his plate some metal object you're not supposed to eat just holding up a knife and fork great there he is wow
2: oh look at that
0: what an impressive man sure that's a word By 1997, it was estimated that Michel Lotito had eaten over nine tons of metal in his lifetime. There was no date. Now, this is my favorite part. This is the light for me. It's the funniest part of this whole thing. There is no date attributed to when he actually received the strangest diet award from the Guinness Book of World Records. Because before it was like about eating a bicycle. Now it's like, okay, you're in here for strangest diet. No one's ever going to beat you. I didn't see the date of that. However, when they awarded it to him, they sent him a plaque to commemorate the achievement.
1: Did he eat the fucking plaque? He ate the fucking plaque. (laughs)
2: What a stud. What a fucking... He's the coolest
0: guy I've ever heard of.
2: That's my dad.
0: That's all our dads. Michelle Lotito. Okay. This part's a little... Now comes the part of our story that gets a little bit sad. Michelle Lotito passed away in 2007. I'm shocked. 2007. Took him that long? He was was at the age of 57, which is not old, but... But if uh you eat nine tons of metal... You would think it'd be earlier. You're right. Every single article I found about him said that he died of natural causes. The same phrase every time of natural causes
2: mm-hmm.
0: i want the live. natural
2: cause of shooting out an airplane yeah.
0: <laughs> the natural cause of, of <laughs> slowly but surely yeah. shitting out tiny bits <laughs> of airplane you see the
2: propeller poke out and you're like that's oh, my time yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm you ready too
1: big of a bite and you just create a foul <laughs> obstruction of metal yes yeah that's like, do you, that, the can most you just, obstructed like, Go to the hospital and just, like, take a magnet, like, a really powerful magnet. And just, like, yeah, like a cow through. magnet.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: That would actually be the best way for him to have digested that stuff, I think. Or would it, like, rip
1: right. it out if it was strong enough to move it? Would it just, like... <laughs> I feel... Yeah, I guess it Alien, depends. pop you have, out. You yeah, gotta I thread didn't... the needle on yeah. strength
0: there.
2: I didn't even think about that, too, because that's, yeah. a, like, a thing of growing up on the farm of, of, like, if a cow... A cow can, you know, eat a... Eat a like a metal or something or like, you know, a <laughs> screw that gets left on the ground. They call that hardware disease because it cuts them off on the inside and oh, you know, yeah. they go septic. Uh, but if that's the case, then you you feed them a magnet, which is like it, it's a magnet in the shape of a big pill <laughs> and it takes all the metal out of their system and they poop it out.
0: That's so smart. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of like charcoal.
2: <laughs> Not, no. Those there's, are the things. There's com- parallels. Yeah. yeah. This is,
0: well, there's always parallels in our story and I think we just found it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I wrote a little thing here, just oh, about how little I feel. A limerick? Uh, just like, just... <laughs> a eulogy. This it's really is... heartfelt. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to live in a world where it's not suspicious that this man died at the young age of 57 and where his insane diet had absolutely nothing to do with it. I want to live in a world where it's not suspicious at all that his cause of death is never elaborated upon anywhere. <laughs> I want to live in a world where it doesn't make perfect sense that a man who went about claiming his intestines and gut acid were strong enough to withstand metal might also not want anyone to hear anything specific about how he kicked a bucket that he also probably ate. <laughs> 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 so I choose to do that. Michel Lotito ate nine tons of metal and he survived, goddammit, right up until the moment he didn't. And that is good enough for me.
2: Dying of a cancer only previously known to occur in bicycles. <laughs>
0: We didn't even know about my like, cancer until Michelle. <laughs> I love this man.
2: He non-bicycle <laughs> lymphoma really got him Got him in the end. Did
0: you just say non-bicycle lymphoma? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's my story okay. of Michelle, Mr. Eat All.
2: Um, pour one out for a real one.
0: <laughs> Poor. one out. If I had anything left in this glass, I'd pour it all out for him. Do we have metal shavings? We could pour that out no. for him I can make some. I can't even put metal shavings in the garbage disposal. <laughs> this fucking dude.
1: <laughs> I love him.
0: You're welcome, Em.
1: <laughs> I did not say thank you.
0: Emily looks distraught. <laughs> that sure is that. Any mm. parting thoughts from either of you?
2: Really hungry, actually. <laughs> really quick though, like what is. Like what inanimate object? What non-edible item seems the most edible to you?
0: We've gotten it. We've gone into the like forbidden whatever territory. Like that, the internet was very into.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like for, forbidden gumball is just like one of those. You know the the super balls you could get out of a vending machine, but they were like they had like a dimpled exterior and they like looked like they glowed almost. They yeah. were like a neon color, but hazy. Mm-hmm. Those look so good. Like you could bite those in half, and mm-hmm. it would be so satisfying. But you know, it just tastes like rubber and grossness. That's kind of. I think that's it for me. That's the one, Emily. You know, you know what one I'm talking about. The mall gashapon, yeah, Emily. <laughs> I know. I'm. <laughs> What's yours, Em? I don't know. I guess blankets. Really? Is you look. Oh, are they, Is it because they're plush? Yeah. Squishy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay.
2: I would have to say, like the uh, if you remember, with uh, they're still around, so I don't know it's, but like with Lego Star Wars, the like little clear uh, rod pieces that they use for the, the lightsabers, yes, mm-hmm. those look like like the perfect size of Jolly Rancher that I want. Just like, like a I, sliver of Jolly Rancher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I do not believe you haven't eaten one of those.
2: <laughs> oh, I've definitely, uh, definitely, definitely let one ruminate around uh, in my uh, gob uh, uh, for a little I bit. I think it's but, the yeah. act of
0: swallowing that your body would revolt
2: against. Exactly. And actually... they don't taste like anything, but I do right. want them to be green apple.
0: They should be green apple. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless they're, you know, unless you've got Mace Windu's and then you have a grape.
2: Exactly. Which <laughs> then I would only ever get Mace Windu's. Yeah. Why. <laughs> a whole bag of them. Always cherry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. The Sith are really into yeah. cherry. It's like
2: it's like getting a bag of pistachios. You never buy them shelled. <laughs> so you get a bag of. Mace Windu figures and just pull out the lightsaber eat the lightsaber right. and toss the rest of it
0: that's the, yeah. that's the fun honestly, part
1: yep. honestly I could see the Sith ones actually just tasting like cold medicine and not cherry yeah it like have you to think be, it's gonna yeah. be cherry but it's be it just like Robitussin the <laughs> dark side
0: requires sacrifice and therefore <laughs> in order to eat <laughs> one of those you gotta like yeah, there's, withstand
2: yeah something. there's the it's two like, losses yeah. there's the loss of the figure when you toss it and the loss of oh this yeah. is Robitussin <laughs> yeah
1: it's like with one random beat Right yeah. Every one out of Stanford. every one hundred. Yeah.
2: I think <laughs> I I think the worst reality of this was like when they had the they had the special edition, uh, sucker that was mm. Jar Jar Binks's tongue.
0: Mm, oh yes. fuck
1: no! Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they. That did was a not. real
2: thing, and you had to yeah. like you would just suck a tongue. Yeah. A French kiss, Jar yeah. Jar Binks. And they
1: wonder why people hated Jar Jar Binks. I'm mm-hmm. looking it up. Wait. <laughs> I do I mean, feel There's bad. a lot of reasons yeah. there. I do uh, feel bad for Jar Jar Binks' actor because he did not deserve no, that. No, he did no, not. I didn't, they that they, dude they went set like, him up for That dude failure. went balls
2: to the wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did as,
0: everything that was asked and yeah. more.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that made, that dude made some choices oh that the director <laughs> should have brought him back from yep. and never did.
0: Because yep. it's not just like a disembodied tongue. You have to no, look at is. Jar Jar no. Binks. You have to look in his eyes. Yeah, yeah you
2: have to cradle his cheek in <laughs> wow, your hand. You
0: suck that man's tongue. Yeah. Look at it. I know. <laughs> I'm so angry that exists. You know what? That's the inedible thing that I would eat. Oh, <laughs> this is not technically for mm. eating. That's for practice. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
2: This is practice. Like, you can get a grown up version of that, and it is a clit stem. That yeah. <laughs> it right,
0: vibrates. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> he says something like, Misa's so horny, or
2: whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emily, are
2: you <laughs> okay? <laughs> you <still> gonna squirt.
0: <laughs> and,
2: like,. Yeah, be I the need you to understand t- that that that, that would have lived inside of me if I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <The episode title. laughs> and
0: people are going to have to listen. This whole thing. I can't edit a single moment of this. No. Because <laughs> we have to get to dark <laughs> times. <piece. laughs> okay, okay. You should not be like Michelle Lotito. You actually shouldn't be like anybody in no. Emily's story either. This no. today sucked. Our survivors are ridiculous. <laughs> uh, in the, uh, we'll be back with you in about a month. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and in the meantime, <laughs> please just never, ever, 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 ever forget your can
1: of... Mineral oil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this time it's definitely mineral oil. You're
1: right. <laughs> I was gonna say like Prussian blue, but like no. No, it's mineral oil. It's mineral oil. It's like... <laughs>